Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Scoop Radio Show. This is Winter Burns, your co-host. 
and I am glad to be with you here tonight. We've got a great show lined up, and I hope you all are ready. Um, as you guys know, we're going to get it in like we normally do. I want to remind you that if you at any point in this show have a question or a comment, you definitely want to hear from you. So definitely give us a call. The call-in number is 929-477-2304. Again, that's 929-477-2304. And make sure you press the number 1 so we know that you've got a question or a comment. All right, again, that's 929-477-2304. Now, real quick, let me go ahead and say what's up to my people, and then we're going to jump into this great show tonight. Um, we've got, let me see real quick. So, of course, you know, we're going to talk about the news real quick, and then after that we're going to be joined by a great couple, uh, some friends of ours, April and Greg uh, Wolford. I always say their name wrong. Wolf Folk, excuse me. So we got a great show. We're going to interview them tonight, talking about I won't say Wolford, and I do that to my own name. But anyway, I digress. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, marriage tonight. What marriage is really like? Because y'all know, some of us don't watch too, one too many romantic comedies and uh, you know too many TV shows, and now we have an idea of what marriage is like. But we're going to get it from this great couple tonight about what marriage is really like. We also got. Some new music tonight um, from called uh, from an artist called T the Truth. Um, y'all, I think y'all definitely want to hear this one. I don't, I know I don't endorse a whole lot of people's music, but this music, this song, I, I really like. So I think you're gonna enjoy that. We do have a change to the program. I need you guys to keep in prayer. Our fire starter, Miss Cicely Victoria, um, she is feeling under the weather, um, so we gonna she's not gonna be with us tonight. But of course, we're gonna definitely make sure that our hot topic is extra hot. Uh, tonight, so um, so y'all tune in. We got a good show. So real quick, let me say what's up to my people, and then we are gonna jump straight into the news. Uh, so first, of course, uh, my favorite uh, tingle toes having elegance by design, <laughs> making uh, partner in crime, uh, Miss Shaquilla Willis. What's going on, Q? Hey, hey, I'm doing well this evening. I'm super excited for this show. I'm. Welcome live. Hey, y'all have my comments back. I can see you like in real time so I can get your questions as you give them to me today. So what's up live? What's up, everybody? I hope you guys are ready for a good, good show. Send me your questions. We want to talk tonight. So, yep, I'm here for it. <laughs> cool, cool, cool. And, of course, I got to say what's up to my uh, my other partner in crime uh, and in clothing, uh, the CEO of uh, Kirby Kitten, Miss Kelly Johnson. Kirby Kitten, it's a hot. I had to do run for you tonight, Kim. Do run. <laughs> Did I cut your run off? <laughs> yeah, but that's all right. But I got most of it out, so it's cool. Yes, thank you, thank you. Doing good over here. I haven't started my live yet, but I'm getting things together. So, all right. Ready, ready for a good show tonight? Yeah, Facebook been, Facebook been tripping all day, so uh, so we, we we all kind of trying to figure out we're going to cue stuff working this week and wasn't last week. Mine ain't working, this, but anyway, we don't we got we got it. We're gonna we gonna get it. So it's all good. Stuff slow. <laughs> over here, over here deleting. It's over here deleting stuff. I'm like, what in the world is going on? Well, that's all right. It must be a retrograde right. 
don't know about. It's something, something, we're going to blame it on the universe. There's something happening in the in the universe right now that's acting crazy with our electronics. I think my comments coming back is the first positive thing that's happened on Facebook all day today for me. I've been in the struggle all day <laughs> <with> Facebook. <laughs> I'm going to take it. I'm going to count all the toys with my comments. to this show real quick. Let's get into the news. We got some interesting stuff we got to talk about today. So I'm gonna start um I'm gonna start with the story about of course the part that I like the most. Um so uh for those who don't know, well, I like it but I really ain't been watching. So last week um it has been announced what the what the new Super Bowl what the Super Bowl contestants are gonna be. So <clears throat> we've got uh the Philadelphia Eagles um versus Tom Brady and the New England Patriots. So, um, as everybody, you know, it's a lot of people out there who do just don't like uh, Tom Brady and them. Um, but I was laughing. My, uh, my 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 cousin called me last week and made it start talking about some. He think uh, Tom Brady got some brother in him because the way he plays. Clearly, he said he said the only thing he could, he had to have been eating some greens and cornbread. Like I said, I didn't see the game, um, but um, I, I and I really didn't. See, I saw a couple of the highlights. And he looks pretty good. So, do either of you have a particular team that you're going for uh, in the Super Bowl? No, nah, bro. This honestly, reading this article has been the most exposure to football I've had all season. Like, as I was reading it, I was thinking, I have no idea what's going on in this article. <laughs> like, I, 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 I got nothing. It is interesting to me that um, we're. The Eagles, isn't it, that are in here again? Didn't they win last year? This is like a three-peat for them or something no. like that? No? Okay. Uh, no. Sorry. Eagles haven't been out about the, um, the Patriots were there <laughs> last year. Like the Patriots were there okay. last year, but they uh, – I don't even know hmm? if they won. It's a, look, I'm telling you, look, the whole boycott thing has completely thrown me off football, to be honest. I really – I don't even remember. I think the Patriots were there last year, and they won. Yeah, last year they came back and won. That's what it was. Everybody thought okay. they were losing. They came back and won last year. Yeah. Yeah. And Good the year luck. before that, I think they lost. Yeah. Whatever. Whatever. I want a safe um, game. More than that, I just want everybody to go home today, family, safe. Let's do that. Yeah. That's what I want. Yeah. My mom. Kels, you got anybody? Um, you lost me at football. What are we talking about? That, that's that's why I did the story first because I I knew I know I know who I'm, I know y'all mean y'all don't even y'all don't even care anything about it. So that's why I said let me do this one first because I'm the only person around here who's gonna appreciate this who's gonna appreciate that. But that's all right. All right, cool. I'm gonna go ahead. I do have a team. The, the next... I do have a team though. Who's your team? I, I have a team in the Super Bowl. I'm going for a Pepsi this year. Not let 
letting her come back, but they let him come back. But, you know, hey, it would be nice for him to bring her back since she's the one that brought him. So, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Not hold our breath for that, folks. Let's not hold our breath. Don't see the, the, the I don't see the, the black curtain dropping and Janet dropping out the back. I don't see that happening for us. Well, I'm not. I'm not planning on watching the game. But if Jan, if, if if he brings Janet out, I might actually buy. I might actually buy this man's CD. I might buy his next CD if he brings Janet back with him. So yeah. and then look, they should do almost the exact same thing that they did last time, except for the part where you know where she had the wardrobe malfunction. They should skip mm-hmm. that. Part. Like like it's about to happen again, and it'd be like, oh, what we got you? No, we're not gonna do that. That's what they should do. That would be funny. That we'll have him this time. Let's see how that rolls. But, you know, I digress. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, all right, next next story uh, in the news. So you guys also know that this week um, we've had um, a government shutdown. Um, so um, I, post, I posted a story um, where the question was asked, who is actually, you know, even going back and forth with the government shutdown, who's at fault? Is, the Senate, is it the Republicans? Is it the Democrats? Um, you know, Supposedly, the Democrats held out because they wouldn't put the um, DACA, which is the immigration reform that they were looking for, um, they wouldn't put that in there. And so the Democrats said, unless we either have that in there or we have some um, hard uh, promises about what we're going to do when we move forward, we won't we won't vote for this. Uh, and we'll let the government shut down. So they're blaming part of blaming on that. Some people are blaming it on the Republicans saying that they could have put it in there. So this article that I put up uh, actually um, talks about how in 2013 um, we the country um, held the Republicans responsible for it. Uh, this is in the last government shutdown in 2013. In 2013, polls show Republicans took the brunt of the blame, uh, and it looks like in this instance, according to most polls, the political polls um, and the morning consult polls. Uh, it's equally divided, saying that most of the country actually thinks that this one is the Republicans' fault as well. Um, so um, the last time, uh, excuse me, this time the Republicans are in have the majority of the House and the Senate, and the last time, <clears throat> excuse me, um, they did not, if I remember correctly. So yeah, so it's pretty interesting numbers. I'm just saying that where we go, 42 percent. A voters say it's not worth shutting down the government to pass a DACA bill, um, but independents also independents say amongst independents, 35 percent say that it's worth shutting down the government for a DACA fix, and then uh, 40 yeah, um, so and then 43 percent of independents say it's not. So according to, really according to this, if you read the whole thing, um, Republicans are saying that it's Democrats, Democrats are saying it's Republicans, and independents are saying that it's Democrats. Excuse me, that it's Republicans. So it's a pretty interesting um, uh, story that we're looking at. So do you all think that there is a reason or that we should blame one particular side versus the other when it comes to this Republican shutdown, Kel? Did you say Uh, Kel's a Okay. The way I see it is that whenever there's something going wrong in the government, it's always the Republicans' fault. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it just is what it is. It's always the Republicans' fault. Why why are you blaming on them all the time? Because they shady and they're messy and very petty. So 
Whenever there's something going wrong in the White House, believe you me, it's always the Republicans' fault. <laughs> that my broadcast is cut short, then y'all know <laughs> the matrix <laughs> got <laughs> I mean, the conspiracy just kills lies. <clears throat> yeah, she's telling the truth. <laughs> the Republicans' fault. That's funny. What you think, you? Um, I am over the administration as a whole, like the government. I hold <laughs> responsible for this. Just being honest, you know what I'm saying? Like because we went through this when we were doing this with Obama, and we were able to blame the Republicans. And now we, well, you know, we blame the Republicans for it. And now here we are, and the script is flipped, and the natural reaction would be to flip it and say, oh, well, now it's on the Democrats because of who's in office. But when you look at the rationale and add the popularity and just the mess, and it's scandalous all the way around. So at this point, trying to trying to decipher who's right, who's wrong, who has the more valid point, whose politics are the better and the best. Y'all know I don't do tit for tat, like, as a rule. You know what I mean? Like, I don't do that as a rule. So I want folks to get it together so that we can get something done. None of this is helping anybody. Like, we in the scoop even know people who have been directly affected. Their livelihoods, their anxiety Mm -hmm. levels, their mind, like, all of this has been affected because their whole way of life is affected because people can't seem to sit at a table and get their ish together. And all under the name of politics. So I'm kind of over it as a whole. Just being real 100 with mm-hmm. it, I'm over it as a whole. There's really I'm blaming everybody. You know, everybody is at fault mm-hmm. because somebody got to grow up and come to the table and get something done. So folks need to go to work and get paid and live their lives. <laughs> so basically, what you what you saying is everybody like like most brothers. Throw a whole damn house. You did. Throw it you all out. Yeah. I'm doing. over it. Yeah. You gonna walk in? Everybody, everybody pull the pants down. Everybody get a whooping up. Yeah, that's where I'm okay. So they ain't doing that. For what? I don't get to go to work and not do nothing and still get paid. Right. None yeah. of us. None of us do. So, yes, the ass whoopings are in order. Straight up. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know do y'all hear her, y'all? <laughs> Groups of women got together and decided to, um, excuse me, hold rallies 
um, trying to educate and to motivate more women to get involved in the political process. Um, so I thought this is a very, it's a very interesting, very cool. The article I posted has some of the signs that they that um, that, that they saw that uh, they took pictures of. But I didn't. I mean, again, I didn't really know um, know that this market's happening. Apparently, I'm not on that email list, which I understand. But um, yeah, but there were several rallies. Uh, they said that it wasn't a whole lot of speeches. Tamika Mallory got up. Um, I thought her speech was pretty interesting because she talked about how. Um, even though her and the three other other ladies kind of got the movement started, their goal was never for them to be um, the face of of this mo- of this movement. That they wanted to turn it back over to all the all women in the country. So I thought it was a pretty cool. Um, that was pretty cool for for her. And um, of course, this was um, she she referenced uh, some Dr. King in her speech as well. So uh, pretty pretty very 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 cool process uh, and very cool rally that I think that the uh, that the ladies that Ladies did, excuse me. Um, so what are your thoughts on that, Q? I'm here for it. Um, this, these marches, I believe there will be more of these marches. Um, I, I agree with you in what you said is finding it. Um, I was impressed at how the creators of the march never wanted to own it, never wanted to be the sole, you know, have sole ownership of it. I read that one of the quotes she said she, she wanted now it's time for the women to do the work. We're here. We've coordinated. Yeah. We've got it together. We know what our mission is. Now it's time for the women to do the work. And that's really yeah. what it boils down to. And, I mean, that's what we're known for. We, that's what we do best. We work. And when we get mad enough, when we get passionate enough, when we get emotional enough, all of those things that make us us, that's when it gets done. Like, I need to... I, maybe I need to drink water. Let's let's switch this up. But that's what <laughs> that is, is when, uh, when we get fired up. I think these types of opportunities allow for that, and I'm I'm here for it. The signs were everything. I need to find the seeds so I can just kind of scroll through and love the signs, get some of that good energy from the signs because these women were here for it with the signs clap back. It was it was. Beautiful. So click the link, y'all. There are some good pictures here in the link as far as um, what the protesters were were talking about (laughs) as far as the signage is concerned because it's definitely noteworthy um, how these ladies represented. I'm I'm here for it. It won't be the last. I don't think it is. No. No, it's not. Kels, what you think? I mean, I I was impressed as well. Um, I think there was Q, what wasn't there a march uh, going da- on downtown in Oklahoma City too? Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Yep. Yeah. So I was glad that you know that we should. I wasn't down there, so I'm not. I, you know, I'm saying we as a whole that women came out and showed up. It's, it's even in Oklahoma City, we've been doing good with trying to stay um, up on the, you know, the political things, things that matter. So uh, kudos to Oklahoma City for that. Uh, those signs were everything. Like there was what I like. I probably should read this on the air, but I'm going. To. <laughs> My favorite sign says, "White women, I love y'all, but what you not gonna do is f up these midterms." Hashtag power to the ball. Yeah. And then listen, I y'all. Together. 
And um, let's do this. I just piggybacking off of what um, Q said in the organizers that you know they're very selfless and they're just you know the message they want to send is now it's time to do the work, uh, get to the polls, have more representation mm-hmm. um, about uh, you know the things that are going on. They're not no one's happy. Well, a lot of them are not happy with our uh, 45th president and his lack of respect for women, so yeah. They're like, put, you know, put some action toward all this talk, and you know, I'm I'm going to try to do my part, so I'll be at the next one with my sign. Right. Yeah. Cool, cool. cool. Alright, so uh, we got a new group. We got, uh, we'll, we'll, uh, let's go ahead and move on to our first song of the night. Uh, wait, wait, wait. After this song, yeah. I have one live comment. Um, yes, Lene says women are more likely to rally together when there's a cause that's worth it. I agree. We will not, for the most part, we don't generally exhaust our political fight power, our our political capital like that, unless there's something that we feel overall is worth it. Um, Kels, I think you and I were having a conversation similar to that regarding the Monique situation that we'll talk about later. Like there's, there's not enough group effort surrounding it, <laughs> where we're selective about where we put our protest. So, yeah, I definitely agree with that, Lene. Okay, that's all. Now we can go to the song. Can I get a move on? Yes. I got my comments back. I can miss my comments now. <laughs> I see you missed them all. All right, so this first song, uh, like I said, after we come back from the break, we're going to get into our interview with uh, April and Greg, so y'all be be, uh, be prepared for that. Um, but this first this first song of the evening is called I Love You by uh artist. His name is Free. Uh, so we'll be back after this song um, with our interview with April and Greg about what marriage is really like on the Scoop Radio Show. Cut up in here for a little bit, bro. I need a attentive ear and a faithful breast. And if I'm down and out, then she should give me your best. Go through these valley lows and high tails and purgatory flash shit. On this mission to hell, stuck in this eyes on earth. Well, shit ain't all well. It's hard to bear these burdens without going to jail. So should I pop myself or pack my bags and bail? But pop. Raised men and we won't tuck no sails. I heard that clever endeavors don't match with half measures. Grit your teeth, clench your fist, and we can get through this weather. So we didn't try separate. Heaven knows we can do better. And this collective is more effective. Let's get together. I had to let go of the God and Son and nah, deal with man, my little wishes that. and all of my big problems. So game on, my J's on, I flamed on. Reminiscing, wishing all my dead homies was home. Go 
pay DM on it to the LaRosa. Get your grip, watch your six. This life's a roller coaster. Better pray without ceasing. People watch for vultures in this cold game of cards. Your own folks to fold. You got my number by my side and I'm ready to ride. If my cause is just pray you stand by my side. Weather together the storm through this perilous time. See it deeper than rap. I got a mission in mind and I've been inducted and obligated to keep it real. So I get on this mic and show these niggas how I feel. So many smiling faces with horrid intentions. When these crackers is acting, it's their job to keep you in suspension. Climatic points and a dramatic ending. Poor choices yielding like consequences. To have to mention don't make you no victim. This shit is just a twist. My niggas call this system. Okay. 
Yeah, yeah, we can. We can. Okay. Yeah, yeah, right, so... <clears throat> Sorry. Again. <laughs> oh, I'm thank you for being here. Oh, man. <clears throat> thank you for having me here. Well, well we're going to jump right um, we are here tonight to talk about what marriage is really like. So before we get down into the nitty-gritty and get all in y'all's business, <laughs> tell us a little bit about yourselves um, and why you um, have started to have a platform. You know, you all have created a platform for young couples and have decided to share your story. Well, um we have been married, um, it'll be 10 years in May, and I think that what, how this all began was we had such a hard time our first few years of marriage, and it wasn't because we didn't love each other or we got married for the wrong reasons. It was simply because we just did not know how to cohabitate, and we didn't know the right tools to use. We did the marriage counseling. We went to seminars. We did all these things thinking that it would make our marriage better, and it didn't work because we weren't applying the things that we learned. And so once we began to really grasp what it was that we needed to do, I think that we realized um, the impact that we had on other couples and how many other people said that they looked up to us and they appreciated our transparency. And so from that point, I feel like that we were just, you know, just willing to bear all if, if it could help couples not go through the hard times that we had to go through. And I'm just going to take you back off that. I think really ultimately what we had to do was just die to ourselves. Um, we had great, um, as you know, Pastor uh, Bishop Martin, um, you know, he's our pastor. We've got great teaching under him. Uh, we're part of a marriage ministry, Covenant Couples, with Pastor Steve and Tara Alexander. And, you know, all of us need some type of help. And I think that they've been a blueprint for us just as far as consistency. Everyone and I both had love for one another. I think that, you know, when you go into a relationship, especially marriage, you know, neither one of us had a blueprint for long-lasting marriages, you know, or even how to work it. But I think that the more and more that we allow love to, you know, take over our actions instead of, you know, uh, reacting out of hurt. You know, a lot of things we did was unnecessary. But it was, uh, you know, it was actually out of pain, you know, and I think that we both had a genuine love for each other. We just didn't know how to express that through our love languages. We didn't know how to work through emotional problems, you know. So I think as we, I think we're just transparent, period. And I think that as we've become to be aware that other couples are going through the same struggles, you know, I feel that it's an obligation for us both. And um, I believe we also take pride in it. We enjoy doing that because, you know, we're fighting for marriages just as much as we fight for ours. You know, if we see people that going through anything similar that we've been through and we have the answer or we have some different type of perspective of insight on how to make it through that, you know, who would we be not to share that? And it is appreciated. <laughs> for sure, it is. Um, so we have to that, people that are putting in life as well. Say one more time. I said we appreciate the people that have put into our lives as well and sold it to our seed. I was just thinking about that the other day, how um, sometimes it takes a village to raise a marriage as well, you know, mm-hmm. um, having the right people surrounded by you, uh, the right 
uh, foundation, the people to confide in that you can trust who are actually experienced and, you know, they have a little bit more foresight than what you do, you know. We're all to pass that down as far as what we've learned from other people. Okay. Well, I have a question. This is Kels, and um, some listeners would like to know uh, how old you guys are. I am 31 years old, and my husband is, how old are you? (laughs) (laughs) He'll be 39 in May. (laughs) Yeah, we have to do the math. We don't really think about that often. Okay. What's the phone about? You're like, I don't know. I'm calling myself. <laughs> Next question. <laughs> I was asked. I was. I was asked. I was told this. This isn't a question, but I was told I had to tell. I had to tell y'all that several people Hello? have told me to tell y'all that they're they you all are their um their marriage goals. I'm like, really? They're like, yeah, oh, my gosh, y'all are interviewing them. Those, that's my marriage goals. I'm like, oh, my relationship goals. I said, well, all right, I'll be sure to tell them. So uh, y'all are <laughs> definitely doing a good job encouraging people um, about what relationships and marriage are really like. Um, the question that I have is is really for Greg. Um, one of the things that I come across a lot in talking to men is that, um, or in relationships in general, is that men don't like to go to counseling. Um, and don't like to talk about their relationship issues. Uh, what was the what is the reason that you um, that you decided to, as you just said, uh, be a part of these other groups uh, and get help? What was the reason that you did it? How did you get through the male ego that you know a lot of us uh, struggle with? You guys here? Oh, wait, hold on a second. I'm sorry. Hello, Greg, can you hear me? Really? Yeah. Yeah, I can hear you now. Okay. Well, it's pretty much just being open-minded to whatever you think that will help your marriage work. Um, We both have had people individually, mentors that have spoken to us separately, you know, and counseling is just a way of having things mediated, giving you a different perspective. It's not someone telling you what to do. You know, and we've and we've went through Christian counseling, uh, our marriage counselors uh, who helped us. And honestly, just surrounding yourself with things that feed into your marriage is vital for your marriage to flourish. Like uh, being a part of a marriage ministry, uh, going to things that include marriage, where like-minded people are there. You know, the more you surround yourself around that consistently, you can't help but to grow. You know, you're being subjected. You're being surrounded on a consistent basis of positivity and things that are different insights or perspectives on how to treat your wife better, you know, how to process things that you go through as a man. And so once you get to expose to that type of teaching or that learning, you know, that can only be great for your marriage and for yourself personally. Because ideally, man, marriage is really about you two bringing the best person that you can bring into the marriage. And once you work on yourself and get yourself worked on and what, like, what can Greg do to make this marriage a more fulfilling marriage? You know, and there's a long list. And so what I do is I work on those things. I don't concern myself with my wife. I concern myself with myself. And when I work on myself and I bring the best Greg that I can bring into there, and April does that also, that's when you get the marriage flowing correctly. I like that. 
I like that. I work on myself. I'm not worried about my wife. I'm worried about myself. That's clutch. Because I think we often get preoccupied with the progress of our spouses. What are you doing to show me that you're trying, that you're working towards becoming better us? What effort are you making? And in that, we can often get derailed in the in the effort that we should be making. So, I appreciate that. That was that was that was good stuff right there. Um, I actually have two questions from Andre on my live for you guys, and this is more um, of I believe how you all relate to one another. Um, Andre wants to know what are some practical things that April does to show that she cares for Greg. And is April a Sooner fan? I've seen her in Sooner Gear Sooner Gear with Greg. Is that a way that you all connect? Uh, yes. Everyone is a Sooner fan in my home, by the way. Uh, Boomer Sooner. Again, <laughs> um, some of the things that April, I, April had to learn my love language, and I had to learn April's love language. I'm a person who likes words of affirmation, so I like to hear I love you, whereas April likes action. And April loved me for many years showing through actions, but I never interpreted his love because I never heard it. And so once we got a hold of love languages and how to respond to each other according to their love languages, it opened up a door to you know, just you know, a different type of marriage. Um, what was your original question? What does April do to what now? What are some practical ways that um, – what are some practical things April does to show that she cares for Greg? I guess out of the box, Dre is our resident uh, Mr. Lover Lover, so I'm trying to think in my Dre mind when I ask this. <laughs> but <laughs> um, wanting to, like, what are everyday easy ways that are maybe non-traditional ways that um, April goes, you know, shows her that – shows you that she cares for you? Um, April's a busy woman. She's a busy mom. She's full-time everything, but April makes sure that she puts everything aside and makes sure that she gives me her undivided attention, you know, whether when I first come in the house. It's just an honor thing. I believe that April understands me. She understands me in a whole lot more now, and so mm-hmm. April walks in that every day. I mean, the it's just things that makes me feel loved. Like my wife does not pass me around this house two and more than two times without touching me. And if she passes me without if she passes me without touching me three times, I know I've done something to mess up. But it's just it's constant affection, it's constant respect. Um, we are touchy feely. She taught you know, words of affirmation is my love language and she's really gotten a hold of that. I believe that a lot of my confidence and how I perceive myself how I am as a father and a husband, everything else, you know, her words carry a lot of weight and she builds me up. And, you know, it's just, you know, it's just an honor and love thing. She does things on a consistent basis. It's not really something major that she does. It's just she provides constant honor, constant love. You know, even when we have disagreements, man, we don't even, we've gotten to the place now that we don't even, speak on it. You know, we allow each other to have our space. And, it, and it's so much easier to come back and reconcile moments later, after, you know, because you haven't said anything that you had to apologize for or anything else. And it's just we've came a long way. And I just see the respect and honor that she has for me. And the kids, you know, the kids feed off of that, you know. If she was disrespectful, if she saw me a different way, they would feed off of that. And so it's just, a, you know, an atmosphere of respect and love. And I've grown to appreciate that, and I've grown accustomed to it. 
and it helps me be a better man. I walk in confidence because I know that she has me. That's what's up. I like that. Okay. I have another question for me. This could be for you, April. And uh, a listener on my live asked, um, do you think it's unhealthy as a married couple to hang with single friends? Ooh. Um, that's, that's a good question. Um, when you say hang with single friends, I mean, have, most of my coworkers are single. And so we have a relationship outside of work we might hang out but as far the way that we do things we if we all hang out as a group usually we like to invite another couple or do couple like things um and as far as it being unhealthy i think it just depends on where you are in your marriage um the beginning of our marriage that would not have been a good thing for us but i feel like we are so secure in our marriage right now that I feel like he could go hang out with his single buddies and I wouldn't have a problem with it because I'm confident in, you know, in him and his actions when he's away from me and I think vice versa. So I really think it's that that question kind of de- determines where you where you are in your marriage and who your friends are. Obviously, if you're hanging out with single mm-hmm. friends or trying to get you to be single with them, obviously that's common sense. You probably need to find new friends. Hey, well, let me ask you a question. Um, so, so, so Greg just listed a lot of things that he does, that you do for him. Um, so I'm going to ask you two questions. Number one, what does he do for you? And the part one, part two is how do you do the things that you do for him, even in moments when you might not think that he deserves it? Um, okay. Uh, first question that he does to show me that he loves me. I think, um, he's definitely been walking in my love language, which I feel like I have several of them. Um, but he knows, um, that I like surprises. He knows that I like for him to put effort into like going out. It doesn't have to be anything expensive. He could go pick me some flowers from the yard, and that's going to mean more to me than a big bouquet of expensive flowers. And I think that whether it's helping with the kids, I mean, there's plenty of times I've come home to a spotless house to where I have to come home and do nothing. And that, to me, uh, just speaks volumes because I know that he did that for me. And even though I know it took him a while to clean the house, you know what I mean? Just the fact that he would think of me and love me enough to give me some evenings without having to cook, without having to clean. Like today, for example, before we called in, he ironed all the kids' school clothes for me so I wouldn't have to do it. You know, he helps me give them baths. Like it's just a constant, um, just a constant teamwork thing, and he knows that that's something that I thrive off of. And the second question, um, what was the second question? (laughs) You said, um, how do I do things even though I feel like he doesn't deserve it? Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, I mean, that's kind of easy. At first, I think at first, um, early in our marriage, it was easy for me to um, 
you know, do the whole silent treatment thing and just really make sure he knows that I'm disappointed or I'm upset. But over the years that we've grown, um, that's not really our goal anymore. Our goal is to ultimately be happy, to be in love, to be cuddled up under one another. Like there is no sleeping on the couch. There is no, um, we're not going, we're going all day without talking. Like that's, to me, that's just, we're not in that place anymore. And so I'm thankful for growth. And so I'm able to, if there's something, like if I'm upset with him, I'm still going to make sure he has food to eat. I'm still going to make sure, you know, his clothes is washed. I'm still going to make sure that he has what he needs because I know that the next day I'm not going to be irritated with him. And like he said before, we don't want to have to go back and have things to apologize for. That was unnecessary. And I just wanted to comment off that also. I think that we've gotten to a place that we've learned to, although I'm upset with her, she's still my wife. I still love her. She's still deserving of love. Like I might, I might be upset with her and still pull her shoes and socks off, you know, I might let her foot drop and walk off, but I still take her shoes off. Yeah. It's just, it just uh, allowing someone to have disagreements, allowing someone to be irritated by you, because I'm sure I'm irritating sometimes, and she deserves that without some type of emotional punishment. And so I just think that that's where our mind state is now. That's funny that you said that about her foot dropping, because between my husband we could be having an argument and he'll leave and, you know, go run an errand or something and come back and bring me a Pepsi. That's like our peace offering. You know, like he won't yeah. even say anything. That's like with women, are you hungry? You know, that that will be the ender of, a, of an argument. Like the Pepsi is the peace offering. So, yeah, I I hear you on that. That's good. That's cool. Kelsey said you had a I question. Still, I still love on her. I just got to let her know I got a slight attitude a little bit. <laughs> right, a little bit, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so this question um, states, if the man or woman doesn't want to go to counseling because they are a private person and they feel that no one can advise them on on what needs to be done in their relationship with their spouse, but the other spouse uh, thinks counseling is needed, what would you suggest? Um, there's a couple of different perspectives. Um, depending on who you're going to, uh, I could be reserved about going to counseling. I felt like we were going to see someone who you thought might validate your point of view, which is not what I'm interested in. Um, another thing, um, maybe they don't feel comfortable. They're just different type of people. They might not feel comfortable sharing personal information with someone. I would suggest first praying about it and praying over them. Um, and just finding different avenues that might help them to discuss some of those things. Like if you could find someone who you know that won't be partial to either one of you, that would get sound advice. I'm not sure if you're in a church, but a seasoned married couple, would that would be the best perspective. I don't think being a private person um, should hinder you from getting help if you need it. If, if one person thinks that relationship is in trouble and it needs help, I feel like you do all you can to save it and you don't. But if you're not married yet and they're not willing to go to marital counseling and you're not even married yet and they're not willing to do everything that it takes, that alone is a red flag, in my opinion. Mine too. 
if you think that you're about to get a divorce, why can't you do it when you're married? And I think that that was a pivotal moment for me where, you know, and it was a process. It wasn't an overnight change, but it was a resolve to be a better person than who I was because I was not proud of who I was as a husband, as a father, or anything else. But I think that the more I put focus on working on me, I think that my wife saw that, and I think she got a lot of healing because she saw a different person, you know, and I think that that inspired her to do the same thing as well. And, you know, I just, like as I said again, just the exposure that we have also, I think that we begin to be much, much more connected with uh, positive outlets, uh, with marriage ministries, a church, you know, that, you know, supports that. And we've constantly surrounded ourselves with that. Not only that, you know, we're just staying connected to God as well. It's been a complete change. You know, this is going into our 10th year of marriage, and this is the best year by far. I mean, like the past 12 months of marriage, and I, I only see it getting better, but I think that we both you know, learn how to work this thing out, how to stay connected with God, how to stay connected with positive people around us, and, you know, keep out the negative as well. You know, you have to guard your home. That's very true. That's very true. Now, you, I actually like how you just you, you wrap that up for me because it allows me to segue into my next kind of question for you all. Um, I've noticed that you both have started to get more um, public in how you go about your, I'm going to call it a ministry just because I don't have another word for it right now. But um, it, I know that this interview has intrigued quite a few of our listeners, and they are going to want to follow up with you. They're going to want to follow you. How? What's next for you as a couple, and how can our listeners contact you? How can they follow you and keep in contact with you? I think what's next is something that we're praying on right now. And, and you know, it's, it was never with the intention of it being anything. I think that my wife and I were just sharing things that we felt that could help someone or things that we've learned and so forth. And I think that just the feedback and, you know, meeting new people and learning about new relationships, you get a broader perspective. And so if anything that we share can help someone, then, you know, that's what we're for. But um, you can follow us both on Facebook. Uh, my wife is April Wolfolk. The last name is W-O-O-L-F-O-L-K. And I'm Greg Wolfolk. And what on Instagram? Um, on Instagram, I am at 4 Fit, um on Instagram. And then on Instagram, he is the Greg and April Show. It's the number four. They have. I follow them both, and they have like the most beautiful little family ever. <laughs> they are adorable. So follow, I'm adding their Instagram. You're welcome. You know I love you. Like I love the whole damn timeline most of the time. So yeah, but um, yes, I'm adding <laughs> here in the group so you all can follow them and and get all this goodness. Thank you guys so much for joining us, um, April. Um, thank you so much for sharing your husband with us because we have him here in the group, and he often drops nuggets every now and again on our feeds for the fellas that I know all the women love, and the fellas have to stop and be like, you know what, he's all right. So we appreciate you lending him to nation for us, and if you would like to join us, come on. We'd love to have your perspective as well. But overall, we appreciate you guys. Thank you so much for joining us, and we look forward to whatever is next for the Wolf Folk family. <laughs> Definitely. Anytime. Thanks Definitely. for having us. You're welcome. All right. Thanks.
All right. So we are about to get into our second song of the night, which is Love Unconditional by T the Truth featuring T uh Tone Jones. Sorry y'all, Tone Jones, new music. Enjoy. Let's go. Yay. Yeah, 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 yeah
so yeah. We love yeah. it. love <laughs> this show. Winner. 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 That song is a winner. Hey. Winner. I'm telling you, that song is a winner. I have not, I'm been, I've been on every first time I heard it. Winner. Yeah. That's all I got to say. I like it. I like it a lot. Um, I think I love that song well, unconditionally. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I'm going to Dallas when we get off the air. Like, it's going on the phone tonight. Like, I got to have it. I'm here. For I, I got to download that, too. Y'all go get that love unconditional. But this brings us to. One of the hottest parts of our show. This is the hot topic segment with Kale. That's me. And <laughs> today we have a couple of topics since we have a little bit of time. Um, the first one, I don't know if you guys have heard about the story with a little girl and um she had a hairstyle with bobby pins and she got suspended. So I'm gonna kinda paraphrase um the story. Uh, that was shared to us by one of our uh, Scoop Nation group members, uh, Miss Chan. Thank you for the story, hon. Um, anyway, the, uh, I think it was the father that wrote this, but he says, my daughter attends uh, Mattawoman Middle School, and she was suspended for wearing bobby pins in her hair. Not only that, the principal told her that her hair was ugly in front of her friends in the cafeteria at lunch. Then... His wife called to pick her up from school, and um, he said that every time she comes to school with bobby pins, she will be put in um, ISR, which is, I'm sure, in school or something, or detention. Um, he said there's a lot of other things said. Basically, uh, the principal uh, condemned her to, or, and embarrassed her in front of her friends, looking at her point about the bobby pins. Um, there is a picture um on my page that shows the full picture of the, the girl's hair, but it was kind of like she had the body pins there to hold the pin curls down. I don't know if you guys are familiar with pin curls. So um, this post was riveting. Uh, there was a very big debate on whether um, this hairstyle, I guess one was appropriate, and number two was the actions of the school administrator, the principal appropriate. So I'm going to start with, win on this because I know Q is very passionate about this topic being that she is in hair and she is in love with you so I'm going to go with Winford first what what is your opinion uh, you know how did you take hearing about this story um, so how, wait so how did I take hearing about the story I mean yeah how do you feel about it okay so so here's let me be honest when I first looked, I looked at this from two ways. First of all, as a parent, um, I looked at the, I looked at it as to how it was handled, and I think as a parent, it was handled very poorly um, by the administration, at least from the part that we know, um, because there was, from what we see, there was no discussion um, with the young lady about, or with the parents, um, or anything like that about. It was just what he said about about her hair um, or what the principal. I don't know if it's a male or female, to be honest. Um, so I think that was inappropriate. The other part of it, um, I look at it from a business perspective. And so 
even though I don't think that this hairstyle, and I just posted it on my page as well, I don't think this hairstyle is all that bad. I mean, to me, this looks like something that, you know, Josephine Baker or, you know, that era of woman would wear. So I didn't see this as too bad. But as a business professional, as someone who has managed um, and led teams in, in the financial services industry, I've had to have conversations, hard conversations with employees before about hairstyles that I knew were not um, good for to be successful. Not that they were bad, not that they were, you know, and there was some that were ghetto, um, but, you know, so, but I know that there is a perception that we, that we need to maintain in corporate America, especially if you're in, in banking, uh, and so I've had to have conversations with employees where I said, listen, you know, this is not really the best. If this is the way that you want to present yourself or be seen by the, by the public, then your hairstyle is not helping you get, get to the place where you want to get to. And so and I'm referring to, now I'm going to give you an example of what I'm referring to. I'm referring to, you know, y'all remember the movie BAPS? Yeah. Um, some of the uh, hairstyle. I'm referring to stuff like that. Um, I had employees who were wearing stuff like that, or like really, um, you know, crazy color braids um, and stuff like that. And so, or just even, I've had to have conversations about certain attires, like, listen, this might be okay for other settings, but in this setting, there is a perception that the customer has um, or that the customer, you know, would, would not buy from you. And so that could be one of the reasons why you're not, you know, as successful as you like to be. So I've had to have those conversations with people. So from that perspective, I think, again, that it was necessary to have a conversation with the young lady. Uh, but, again, we're talking about preparing them for, for, for the work world. They're not actually in it. They're still in a phase. These kids are still in a phase where they're still self-discovering. They're still learning who they are. Um, they're still going to experiment. And, again, this is not, in my opinion, not a really bad hairstyle. Like, I don't see why they even – they're bobby pins. Now, she was taking them off and flinging them at people, which is probably what I would do, um, and that's an issue. But just to wear the hairstyle, I saw I – saw, I mean, I probably would have. I probably would have flung it at whatever girl I was liking at the time. But um, that's me. So I don't know. I didn't, I didn't see anything wrong with it. Okay. What about you, Q? All right. Well, I'm gonna try and be. I'll, I'll try to be brief because <laughs> um, you know this is like you said. This is twofold for me. Um, y'all know that I am here for the babies and teenagers especially. And um, I am not one for sugarcoating what's expected and what's coming with teenagers. Um, you kind of have to kind of tiptoe around little children, but once you hit that middle school, high school age. With these, with kids these days, I feel we have to, in a way, take our, um, our we have to, we have to get real. Teenagers recognize real, and from an just being honest, I, I also agree with when this young lady should have been pulled to the side and had a woman to young woman conversation to where this young lady didn't feel belittled, but she ended up feeling more empowered and she learned something. So I absolutely feel that administration did this wrong. Like I don't see anything 
good about how this was handled. Do I feel this young woman should have been told about her style? Absolutely. Um, when you, you know, don't know, <laughs> but this style, you, you were right. This is a style that originated back way back when, the Josephine Baker and probably before era. This is the before stage of a pin curl set. Um, if you take those row, if you and I posted a picture like this, there were quite a few pictures posted with display what body pin styles are like right now. But let's just be real. This is a little black girl who is growing up watching the, the long, luxurious, full weaves with the big ringlets and things like this. This is how these styles are created. This little girl took her scarf off and did not finish taking her hair down. Ain't no other way to look at it. That's what happened. She came to school with her hair unfinished, and nine times out of ten, the principal, who is an older black woman, saw her and thought, oh, no, baby, you did not come to school with your hair looking crazy, and probably told her that, and if this is a if this is any type, if they have any type of um, significant black uh, popula population at this school. I went to an all-black school, and I remember Miss Nolan, Miss Thomas. Well, uh, uh La Mama, come here, come here. Look, look, now you know good and well. Like this is how people spoken to. You know what I'm saying? And it wasn't an embarrassment. It wasn't. A, oh my God, I can't believe Miss Thomas told me. No, you were wrong, and you were corrected, and life went on. So, without more background as to how the the whole exchange happened, I don't see it going from. Take, you know, what, what's going on with your hair and escalating all the way to suspension solely based on what the principal's interaction was with this young lady, especially knowing how teenagers are these days. So from, from that perspective, I think administration failed, but I do feel that she needed to be spoken to. I don't feel this falls within the whole self-expression thing. This should fall within you are getting ready to grow the hell up and in the real world, you cannot come to school with your scarf, your do-rag, your unfinished hairstyle, and expect to get paid for the full deck. And you're not going to be able to show out with your supervisor when he tells you uh, you're not ready for prime time. Go on back and fix that. So, like, I don't feel coddling these kids to because they're still in school, because they're teenagers. So what? That's how you get ding-bang adults. Because no one grows them up enough with, with age-appropriate scenarios like this that prepares them for structure, that prepares them for a procedure, that prepares them for work clothes and play clothes. You don't wear your play clothes to work. You don't wear your play hair to work. You just, you just don't. Now, it, you, there's a way that you do things. And hopefully growing, going forward, our baby's generation will be able to fine-tune it so self-expression is more accepted and everyone just gets to come and they're judged by the content of their character and all of that other. We don't live in that world. So if you're preparing your children to be productive and be good, like to be able to take care of themselves, this is the stuff you tell your kids. Stop that whole free world mess. We don't live like that right now. And if you want your little black babies to be productive, in the real corporate world, which a lot of these babies are coming on into, you have to prepare them. And this mother did not set her child up for success, and neither did the administration. The adults failed in this. This child was doing what she thought was the, the move to make, and nobody corrected her. And the way her parents have blasted this school and flipped the situation, she still feels she's right. And she's going to continue to test it because my mama going to go viral. Like, girl, boo, sit down. You, your mama, the administrators, everybody needs to sit down in this situation. And now I'm done. I broke a split. I'm done. Go to the live now. Why you gathered along? Mama, she has spoken. This was right. crazy. You know, this 
gonna get me. This one was kind of crazy. I didn't get it. Just, well, so. wait, okay. So hold on. Let me help me out. So it's let me. I'm sorry, Kelly. Before I cut, so just find the set. So this is not an actual hairstyle. No girls are wearing this style right now. You would be clowned at a black. I have black no. I, I have no clue. I have a. I have a five year old boy. I have no clue. So we don't. Because so, for my understanding, I thought this was a hairstyle. No, nobody is going out looking like this right now. And I even said, if somebody can share a photo on this feed showing me a teenager right now with this style beat ready, like out kicking it, I'm a hush. I would have stopped notifications and wouldn't have said nothing else. But they're not wearing this right now. This is not the style. Okay. This is the before of the style. Watch any real wives <laughs> of any state, any um, city, and this is what after going to look like. Sorry. It's not okay. a trend. The, the, response was, the response was pretty split down the middle because I think what everybody agreed on was that the um, the action taken by the school was what was out of hand, but yep. it started getting real petty because people were like just talking about the hairstyle, and I, I mean, I'm leaning towards what Q says because I've never seen, the way they were, the pins were pinned in the curls, it seems like they were there to hold the curls in place to make the pin curl. Not to wear around like that. Because if you were going to wear your hair like that, you, I mean, just to me, if you wanted to wear your hair like that in that style, you would have black body pants because you would want it to look like, you want it to look like the curls are just there. Did you see Betty Boo fart? Uh, Or any of them with bobby pins in their head with the pin curls? You just saw the curls. (laughs) Yeah. They green pants, dyed. The bugs down. They sold them joints down. They wasn't yep. down with body pins. Uh, I was going to read a couple. Do you have some live comments? Um, uh, no, not. They were disagreeing with what I was saying. <laughs> it was yeah, more about everybody, well, everybody over here. They over here talking about the pass the offer plate. Right. Yeah. I think. Like one comment from the post, what I what I thought was interesting, even though it was a, a debate going on, was that to hear the side of the administrators, because these are people who are on the front line for having right. to teach or see this mm-hmm. type of things in schools every day, and they were even on on opposite ends of it. Some people, which I didn't even think about, you know, which I don't think it was in this case. Like we said, we don't know the full background, but you know, there's some kids who might wear something that's not appropriate, but they may be all that they have. Or they may think it's okay um, because of their culture or something like that. So I wouldn't have never thought that deep um, about some of the things that we think is just inappropriate. So I thought that was very good, um, you know, information and dialogue to go back and forth to really make you think about that. Because um, another story I thought about is me and some teachers, I teach at the um, college level, and we were talking about how we have to make students take off hats and things like that sometimes and uh, you know one teacher was like there was a girl who had rollers and I was like yeah I said if I wear my hair wrap to, to work most of the time I have rollers under my wrap so if I was told to take <laughs> if I was told be to, wrap to work anymore and I was in the middle of a of a roller set I would have to go to take them rollers out I mean so you know I think what you should have done yeah, yeah, it just seemed like that's that's what happened here, and she just didn't go ahead and take the body pads out. So, very good conversation. Thanks, Q, for the message. 
Thank you, Ken, for the post now. <laughs> oh, one thing that I did forget, this segment is brought to you by Curvy Kitten Clothing. Um, you can see the meow on my chest right now. I'm repping a little bit, but Curvy Kitten, mm-hmm. where self-perfection is perfection, um, helping women to uh, love their curves in any size that they come in. So, if all minds are clear with the body pain incident, we're going to move right on along to our next Hot topic. Oh, yes. Let's go. Come on. Come on. Oh, Lord. <laughs> and our next hot topic is about Monique. In this quarter, we have Monique Sanders. Come on. Come on, Monique. <laughs> Versus Netflix. So, I know everybody has heard about this because my timeline has been buzzing. I even had a post on my page for Tell the Truth Tuesday. The scoop has had several posts about. Monique being upset that she was only offered $500,000 for a comedy special versus uh, D. Chappelle and Cat Williams getting offered $20 million. Was it $20 million or was it Chris Tucker? Mm -hmm. It was Chris Tucker. No, it was Chris Rock and uh, D. Chappelle. I mean, Chris Rock. Chris Rock. My bad. I apologize. Been offered like fifteen or twenty million dollars. And then Amy Chris, Chris Tucker not worth twenty million. <laughs> Chris Tucker no. might have got a million. You don't think he got a million? I'm really, I'm really, I'm joking. What? No, what you got? Anywho, and then she went on to talk about Amy Schu, Amy uh, Schumer, Schumer, Schumer. Um, Schumer, yeah. Schumer, and her her being offered eleven million and then thirteen million dollars for her comedy special. So Monique has called all the black people of the world to boycott <laughs> Netflix. She wants us to boycott seven ninety nine and nine ninety nine Netflix <laughs> because they won't because they only offer five hundred thousand. So I'm going to hold off on my commentary. I'm going to go to Q first for this. I hope you got your water and, you know, got your palate ready for the next topic. But what do you feel about this boycott? First of all, are you going to boycott? Are you boycotting Netflix or no? Or no. We're going to go with no. Um, <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> um, I've been binging all weekend, honey. We're not. We're not going to do that. Um, and I'm going to tell you why I'm not. I'm not because I don't like, now, no. <clears throat> After she posted and everyone was like, uh, no, we, we then found out when actual reporting was done that there is some validity to what Monique is saying as far as the difference in what um, women have been offered as far as payment versus men, regardless of how long they've been in the game or whatever reasons they gave her or whatever reason she's telling us. There is a difference. Um, I know Awesomely Lovey, I'll post the, I, I think I have the link. I'll post the link of an article from Awesomely Lovey, who's a blogger that, an author that I follow, who kind of summed it up very, very nicely. She simply said that Monique is the wrong face for this. She has irritated her base to the point where they, she really doesn't resonate with them anymore. She has been blackballed by her peers because 
of whatever reason. There's a, a, a myriad of reasons. Some say it's because she's a black woman standing up for herself, and that's never comfortable. It's never accepted. It's never okay for a black woman to stand on something. And on the flip of that, there are those who say that just her approach is wrong. It's, it's as simple as she's doing it wrong, and 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 you kind of that more bees with honey type situation. So basically, her rallying call is falling on deaf ears, and I'm sure she's frustrated by it. But I think she kind of dug this hole for herself. Um, was, you know, you and I were talking about it kind of offline earlier um, this week, and we were saying like if this was a more if we heard from anybody else, Wanda Sykes spoke out. Um, and replied to her on Twitter saying, yeah, they offered me 250 k but I went on the effort. We never heard about Wanda getting the deal, batting it around, negotiations, none of that. She just moved on quietly and got her coin somewhere else. Um, right. we, you know, we've debated the relevancy of these comedians versus the others, but I really think all of this boils down to she is the wrong messenger for this. this she, she, she has been on our nerves for so long. For her to come back and this is what she's coming with, we're just like, girl, no. <laughs> no. And it's not getting any better. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's like Tyrese all over again. It's just hard. It's just, it's hard. Did you call, did you call her Tyrese? Did you just compare her to Tyrese? I mean, Tyrese. That's how over it I am. In space, I'm over it. Yes. I am. Because he took an issue. Like, but look at it. Compare it. This is one of the issues that we, like, everybody is so here for. Inequality, disparity in pay, you know, black folks not getting their due. And we are like, mm, to her. Tyrese, uh, baby daddy issues, child support. I want to see my baby. I love my baby. Mm. Like, nobody cares because you're doing too much. Like, you took all yeah. of weight of your yeah. argument and all extra fanfare. Sit down somewhere. Like, yeah. get it out. Com- compose a thought. And get it out. Like, girl, I'm what do you want from me? What do you want from me? I'm a, uh, uh-uh. <laughs> I'm a, uh, the live comment. Uh, this character says, I understand where she's coming from about being offered 500000 It's like a slap in the face, but not to the point to where she feels like the world needs to boycott to help her get her money. Because I'm not yeah. boycotting nothing pertaining to that. Let's boycott something. That is really meaningful. How about that? So yeah, the people have the streets. They're saying the people, the people on the street. Word on the street yeah. is that we not boycotting, <laughs> but we're what's your thoughts? Yep. Um. So my thoughts when I initially when I initially read it, I, I so when I initially read it, I thought my first thought was where has she been and what has she been doing? Um. That. No, let me back up. My first thought was, man, 500000 is way low. I thought, number one. Yeah. But then I thought, yeah. what, has she, what has she been doing lately? What, what are my recent memories of Monique? And so, okay, so my recent memories of Monique are um, she was on The Preachers, where that didn't, that didn't go so well for them. Well, it went well for them, but it didn't go well for the show. Um, she got into it with um, Oprah because I guess like Oprah called her something about her brother being on the show but not saying something about her mother, so she called out Oprah. Then before that, she called out Tyler Perry 
And then before that, she called out Lee Daniels because Lee Daniels told her that she was supposed to be in uh, Empire and be Cookie Lions, but instead of her getting it, they gave it to Taraji because something with she wanted more money to travel for Precious or something like that. So, and she has a podcast. So those are all of the really recent things that when I think, but what I'm missing is, when is the last time Monique has been relevant in a funny sense to us that that says, I'm going to give you um, cause everybody, give you a good amount of money? I think everybody pretty much agrees that she, and she agrees that she shouldn't get um, Dave Chappelle money and Chris Rock money. I think she also, I don't, I don't know if she, where she is on this, but I would, I don't even think that because of where Amy Shermer, and I don't, who obviously y'all know, I don't really know, you know who she is, um, is. But looking at her numbers and what she's done recently, she probably doesn't deserve Amy Shermer money um, because of where she is now. But then again, but then I, but what I asked, the other question I asked is, I also looked up and saw that Cat Williams has a special, uh, that um, Chris Tucker has a special on Netflix, that. Um, uh, 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 what's his name? Um, D. Ray Davis has specials on there, and I, and we don't know what they've been offered or what they will pay. And those are more people that are more likely closer to where Monique is than the three people who she she initially listed. Um, but again, five hundred is, is is very low. But come on now, but if you're thinking that you haven't done a comedy special in years. And you deserve ten million dollars. I just can't. I can't get with that. The other part of it is, I, I also, of course, y'all know I'm gonna go into, and we can cover this after uh, Kel says her piece. Um, I'm in solutions mode. So if they say no, or they give you five hundred thousand, and you don't think that's enough, what are the solutions? What are the things that Bonique can do to get her weight up to where she's worth, or where Netflix or somebody else? or HBO or Showtime or somebody thinks that she's worth $10 million for our special, or 90-minute special. Okay. We'll, we'll, we will discuss that, but, okay, here's my thoughts. Here are my thoughts. Um, I pretty much agree with everybody else on um, the fight. I, I guess the fight is just not there. I've been seeing the same argument all day that if, if – and it, it does seem like a huge disparity – for black uh, comedians, uh, female comedians, at that. But where is where are your where's your team? Where's the where are the other women that want to be fighting about you know what they're getting paid? So to me, I would think that there has to be some kind of scale that people put themselves on because there's a lot of specials on Netflix and you know everybody's not complaining so. There has to be some something somewhere that's not that this doesn't offend everybody. So that's you know one take on it. The next take on it is this is not the first time that Monique has called to boycott something or someone because she didn't get either a part or the money that she wanted. Okay, Monique, how is this going to help our lives? Why do I have to help you get? Ten million dollars, and you are you gonna throw me a thousand back? I mean, why do I have to help you to the bag? I don't understand. Because most of us looking at that five hundred k, like I probably would have took that. I might have grumbled. I might have snatched my bag at the end, 
But I probably would have <laughs> then fought the good fight afterwards. Or better yeah. yet, why aren't you negotiating your own um, contract better? Like, don't even let don't you know you shouldn't even let that get out. I wouldn't even let it get out that they only offered me five hundred thousand. What do you so much? Uh, yeah, my homeboy got ten billion, but yeah, uh, girl, yeah, they gave me five hundred thousand. Like I wouldn't even said nothing. I would have went back and forth and tried to negotiate my own little million dollars or whatever I'm gonna do. But to ask people to boycott, we like first of all, you probably reminded everybody who don't use a Netflix to use Netflix. Like <laughs> you just kept Netflix. <laughs> out. Like who else got a comedy <clears throat> special? Let me see if they funny. I just yeah, this platform. You know, this doesn't ring out to to be that big of a deal until I see. I mean, you ain't got one other friend. You ain't got no other homegirl comedian. You was on Queens of Comedy. You can't get the other queens to stand with you and say, yes, this is a problem. So, until I see that. That's the other part of this, I think, that we have to think about. Really, right now, for, for the black female comedian, besides Tiffany Haddish, and maybe Leslie Jones. Nobody's really popping, period. So even there, right. huh? What you say? I haven't seen Leslie in anything since really Ghostbusters, which was a big movie. Yeah, and so I, yeah, so I mean, doesn't feel like so either this market is being suppressed for everybody except for Tiffany Haddish, or something is going, or you know, like, or maybe. There's just not, I don't know, maybe is there not enough demand? I, I don't oh. know. There is no leading person right now. Like, it's a wide open market for some reason. I mean, you some more still around. Adele Gibbs, I mean, these are all older comedians, but they're still around. So, no, when there's why a market, they and because if you, Tiffany Haddish has been around, Tiffany didn't just pop up. Like, Tiffany was in. Yeah. Movies with Cat Williams, like independent Williams, yeah. Cat Williams said no, like the the like yeah. So she, homegirl's been around, been you know, paying and and getting some getting some some credits for herself. But you'll also have to know we are responsible for putting us on. Like even in, when you hear her talk about how she got to where she is, she did her classes and you know she had her little breaks or whatever. But she gives major props to the Cat Williams, to the Kevin Hart, yeah. to the you know those folks that they kind of all kind of did the the I'm gonna bring you along with me type of thing. And as far mm-hmm. as women are concerned, when if you ever sit them down and have, and watch some of the documentaries and things like that where they do get to talk about it, even the commentary after the comedy shows that they play. When they do the big, like, deaf comedy jam type things, when they do the after shows, they will discuss, <clears throat> and Whoopi talks about it all the time, how with black comedians, they want you in the writing room, they want you in the background when you're getting all the material because we are funny as hell. But when it comes to putting us in front of the cameras, it's always a fight. It has always been a fight. Whoopi had to be Whoopi, not only funny, but the Whoopi we see on The View that I'm not going to have you overlook me type Whoopi to even get to where she is. So, like, Monique is not lying. She's not making it up. No, she's no, just no. I don't think she's lying at all. Like, she's just yeah. huh? I don't think she's lying at all. I don't think she's lying at all. I think, again, it goes but if it's but yep. but ultimately, I think in every across every area, any area, a 
lot of this goes to supply and demand. And so I'm saying really yeah. a demand for, you know, for for them, for her, because, again, right now besides Tiffany Haddish, there are really no – there's not anybody we're really seeing on that level. And I could be missing it because, you know, this is not my area of expertise of mine, but when I'm looking around the comedy spectrum, I see men. I see a lot of men, black men, white men, but I don't see a whole lot of female, you know, since, since really the queens of comedy, um, since that, that era, I don't see really the, the female comic there being a group a collective group of women, of black women, who are doing well in this area. And like I said, it's either because it's purposely like that or because they're just not doing the I don't. I don't know. I'm, I'm really just asking the question. Because yeah. I, don't, I agree. Yeah. I don't think she's just talking out the side of her neck in terms of saying that there's a disparity in pay. I think that, again, that if there isn't a demand, then why not create it because you're just that funny? Like, you're funny. Monica's clearly got some skills, but but I looked at her her Instagram and it wasn't it wasn't funny. <laughs> I looked at her Facebook. It's not laugh, like like it's, it's drama. Just, like I, it's not funny to me. So it's like okay, I need I need you to produce something that says I'm the I'm just as you know that now I'm not now that I'm not getting up there screaming about skinny bees. <laughs> I still got some chops. I can still do this. Uh, I look at again. I said. I said. I look at it with Cat Williams, you know, or Dave Chappelle. When Chappelle came out, he just didn't walk out and be like, "Oh, I'm back. Here's twenty. Give me twenty million. No, he was touring for a while. You know, they. Mm-hmm. You know, same thing with, with with Kevin Hart. They're not just saying, "Oh, I'm gonna do it. now." He can, but even before he puts out a big tour, he tells you, "I do a little tour. I go to little cities. I perfect what I'm doing, and then boom, I go to bigger places." Like he's in Fargo. South Dakota, you know, I'm like, he's going to places like that now until he perfects mm-hmm. his show. Then now he's going to go to bigger cities, and then he's going to go international. Like, what kind of stuff is Monique doing to give her that same type of leverage? And all I see is you standing on videos in front of your old trophies with your husband with his weird hat on, making <laughs> points that aren't really relevant. Yeah. I have a few comments on my live. I agree with you, Wayne. You're right. Um, Andre says, Jeff Bezos, the founder of Amazon, says it takes 10 years to be an overnight success. Everyone has to pay them dues. Yes, I think that's in relation to um, the time frame that I discussed as far as Tiffany getting on. Um, And there are some others that follow within that category as well. Um, Thais was saying that um, she says Monique has a point, but it's Netflix. And Monique is not in her prime. Ain't nobody got time for that, man. She is still holding on to Precious, which was not a comedy, mind you. Um, She says, sit down and be humble. That's how I feel. Be thankful they offered you anything. She says that Beauty Shop um, was the most recent film that I think she did that could have maybe been comedy. And, Thais, you might need to clarify for me. Is Thick Madam another movie that she did? Because I completely missed that one. That must have went straight to, like, bootleg DVD, not even like DVD, DVD. Um, She also says she needs to sit down and be humble. These people don't want to deal with all of her drama. Her track record is not good. That part I I absolutely agree with. Um, I think for a lot of it, even those who might want to try her again, need her to get her feet wet with someone else before they're willing to put the money behind it, before they're trying to 
get out there. So, um, yeah, she's I'm I'm just she she's a liability for anyone trying to put some money up. She she you got to prove a little bit more because she's talked herself into talked herself up against the wall, and now she's gonna have to kind of fight her way back out. And I think she's gonna have to find some allies and a much better team before that happens. Um, Kels, what you what's your lie talking about, girl? Uh, well, there was just a good comment from uh, the other post uh, from today. Uh, one one guy, Jimmy, uh, says, I'm not surprised at any of it. Women being paid less, women of color being lowball, Monique speaking out, Netflix playing hardball. He was like, what I am surprised about is that Monique only has 150,000 Twitter followers. One of my undergraduate students who does a podcast over 100, has over 100,000 followers. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, whoever you might have said that she has 200,000 uh, followers on Instagram. So I'm like, the numbers still don't lie. So even if you, yep. I'm thinking that Monique goes off of her name, which is excellent. You should be able to, but I don't think even, you know, Eddie Murphy not doing, well, Eddie Murphy probably still get the money. That's probably not a good example. But, you know, anybody else has been out of the game <laughs> that long is not you know, going to get the red car- carpet rolled out. I think that's what where Monique keeps missing the 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 ball at when she's having these conversations because what she's saying is real, but her the argument that she's having is not really relevant for her per se um, because it's just her. I think if she finds some allies to stand with her, then yeah, we'd probably take note of it. But I mean, we see the disparity, but it's just like. Right now, they they have rationales behind why they offered her that. So, uh, let's see. Another one was, let's see. It says, uh, Rochelle says, take, she said, exactly, take the money and let your comedy talk for you. If you bring more than 500000 in the next show, ask for more, and they'd be willing to do so. So, that's another strategy we were talking about, saying, maybe talking about solutions. Um our do a tour, I think, whenever you mentioned that too. Yeah. So. Wait, so look, <laughs> let me let me just this to Kelly, let me say this. So I just looked it up real uh-huh. quick. You're right. She has two hundred and twenty six thousand Instagram followers. Kevin Hart has fifty six point five million <laughs> followers on Instagram. Right. That part. Let's see. Let's get the percentages there. Let me get my calculator out. Let's see what Tiffany Haddish currently has 1.5 million followers on her page. Yeah. If we just want to go with current. Uh-huh. Uh, let's see, about, about 56 million, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> that matters. In a social media, <laughs> She has point zero zero three five percent. You got about three percent. Yeah, and that's what they offered her. That's what they uh, offered the her amount of followers that Kevin Hart has. Like, come on. That's what they, that's on, what they offered her, three percent. So Tiffany Haddish also has 200,000 um, Twitter followers. Um, I don't even see her, her Instagram on here. Hold on. 
while you talk about that, y'all, you know what? If Monique, I, I'm just visualizing, y'all know I'm silly. If Monique come back and do her stand-up now, <laughs> William Trotter on my live, he said her stand-up really ain't all that. But, like, if she came back, she'll be coming back trying to do her old jokes, like these old comics. <laughs> Me <Okay>. too. <laughs> That is so awkward. I hate going to a comedy show and it's an old comic and they doing the same jokes they did like in the nineties. I'm like, dude, we not laughing yeah. off of the P word. That's no more. Like, we're yeah. not laughing off of Bia Bia or booty call anymore. Like, we're not laughing off of that. No. So she can't no. come out there talking about uh, skinny bees and all this stuff. Which I, I mean, I don't think she does that anymore anyway. But yeah. No, Kevin, Hart, Kevin Hart has uh, 35.1 million Twitter followers. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. See, her page isn't even, like, her branding is off. If you scroll through just, I'm just on Instagram. If you scroll through her Instagram, first of all, it looks like an old lady page. Nothing fun, nothing get involved, no kiki-kiki. It's, it's, it's workout videos. <laughs> It, and I'm just being real. Like if I'm saying you trying to grab you trying to grab people back into the funny, you know, we were laughing about Tyrese earlier. Like, what more do you want from me? Jokes. Jokes are what we want from me. I don't want to see the like if you are known and you are known for the funny, her branding is all off. Like there needs to be a complete overhaul of the brand if this is the stand that she's taking for people to to rally with her. Like it's just it wasn't thought out. She she we need to throw it. I don't even need to go back. I don't stop like so cute. She don't throw her whole brand away. Yeah. <laughs> this one, yeah, I don't even see. Listen, wait, but hold on. She has a she has a a, a, a podcast. I don't even see that on there. Oh, is she still doing it? Oh, it's on there. Uh, it's on there, but it's in the little bio information. Um. No, Hold I'm talking on. about on the, on the feed. Not talking about. I mean, I hear all of these oh, no, workout not, videos. Not, it's not. I don't on see any she public make... for it. <laughs> Wait, Rashayma said that she don't even have 500 views on her video rant. <laughs> I mean, 500,000 views. <laughs> Let me see. Hold on. I'm the one about. Not 68,000. 68,000. On the Instagram post, the actual post from her page, it only has 68,769 views. Social media is not here for Monique's issue. <laughs> not, not at all. Not at all. It's and like so, everybody me, talking so even though, like, you doing that boycott? No. Nah, or no. Nah. Or no. Straight yeah. up. I think she it. needs to realize, again, people are not like this is this stuff matters for real, and if mm-hmm. you're if you're expecting if you're expecting somebody to give you something num- again number one we all agree five hundred thousand is little, but we also mm-hmm. we also all agree that there isn't any work being put in to make this some make you something that we want to we can remember that we want to continue to 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 see you as getting because I, I I put on there. I think she's, you know, five million. That's that's what I, that's the most I could get. But I have, but we had to put some some parameters around her advertising, advertising, and, and things like that because, like you said, you really don't have. You have to do a tour 
along with this before you did you did the special because again people don't really they don't know you anymore. But to call a boycott, like I think that is just so uncalled for. How you gonna call a boycott? It was so you can get, so you can get your money though. It was no. Oh, hey, Andre just made a point that I think is worth kind of uh, touching on. He says also Monique crossed into the realm of comedians who act. Tom Hanks, Robin Williams, Jamie Foxx also did that. Then when you only post about serious topics, the audience believes that comedic days are over. Um, yeah, there is. Some- to that because I wonder if Jamie Foxx were to come out with a with a comedy special right now, would we be really super here for a Jamie Foxx comedy special? Because if we want yeah. we want to talk about relevancy, he's funny. But the last few times the public has seen Jamie Foxx like out and about moving around, it was kind of where we I know I was left. I'm not gonna speak for the people, but I was left wondering, are you okay, Jamie? Like I'm check. I want to send. I want to do a wellness check for Jamie real real quick, more so than wanting to run out and buy a ticket to a show. So that's that's Jamie Jamie Jamie. That, you all right. I right. Hey, Cat Williams Cat Williams look crazy. Yeah, but Cat Williams look crazy in the mug and his special is funny. So I probably would I probably would have yeah. watched Jamie Fox special. I'm just saying Yeah. 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 You're right. You're right. Not only is Cat maturing, but I watched the special uh, last week. And the first, the thing that, I, and I'm not saying it's right or wrong, but if you really look at Cat Williams' last, this this, this uh, current special that he has, the first 10, 15 minutes are the same thing he does in every show. In every mm-hmm. show, no matter what the special is, he comes out, talks about the city he's in, talks about the hood spots, the, you know, the good mm-hmm. spots. You know, he does it every show. That's his thing. Yep. So, so that's fine. But I mean, it, you know, he talked about the, the stuff that was going on. It was it was a good special. So I'm not knocking it. But I'm saying it wasn't the greatest Cat Williams I've ever seen. No, it was just good. It was good, but it was good. That's why I said I'd be interested to know how much they paid him. And again, he toured before this came mm-hmm. out. So we were we saw we were seeing him again. And hearing that, okay, he's got something coming, and it's funny. Yeah. And Cat was a little bit different. Cat, his his adversary was the people, the man. He never alienated himself from his base. You know what I'm saying? Like when we we would laugh at Cat. We would we we even talked about Cat here on the show, geared towards his last few episodes that he were having, we were saying, if you don't sit yourself down somewhere and just be still, like, that's what we were feeling, but we, as a people, never really gave Cat back to the people. You know, we never traded him for nobody. We never gave him back to nobody else's delegation. We kept Cat close to us. We just kept him lifted. You know what I'm saying? We solicited the prayer warriors for Cat and to bring him back. And now that's but that's where he, but when he saw, he was still, but even Cat realized he was walking a fine line with the people. So he got real quiet, real still. He finally listened, sat down somewhere, got his little material together, started touring, and built up a little more of his his his, his buzz back. But he didn't completely remove himself from the people who got him to where he was. Monique was already on shaky, gown, shaky ground with the skinny bees. 
you know, he, she she kind of alienated herself from a huge demographic of women just for that and made her whole platform that. And then she then she went on to go against the folks who had one of the hottest shows out right there, Empire. You want to go against Lee, that Tyler Perry, who is who <laughs> we love him, everybody loves him, Tyler. Like, she, right. Oprah. And, you know what I'm and like, Oprah. Oprah. Who goes against Oprah? Just, the Oprah. whole thing was just too much. She just did too much, yeah. too fast. Hard and it was she 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 wants to do some work. Yeah, yeah. And, like said, and she did all and she did all of that without a comedy special, without putting out consistent funny content that still made her relevant. That's again, it go. That's what it all goes back to. Like you have not put out anything that says I am funny. I am Monique. I am still one of the top female comedians there are on this planet. She hasn't done that. And and because she hasn't done it, she has to, you know, you have to almost, start, you know, start over to re-get yourself, re-put uh, yourself in that position in the minds of people. Just like, again, I, I mentioned her earlier. If Samore decided she wanted to come back, it could be the same thing. Samore is funny, but she, she is. can't just walk in. She just can't walk out off the street and be like, yep. No, we need to think. I need to see you. Can, are you still funny, or are you gonna get up here and talk about the same thing we talked about, you know, ten years ago? I need, I need right. to know that. Some so more might get. Some more might get a couple hundred thousand dollars. I mean, be happy get, about she it. Get a million, probably, she could probably and get a million. I mean, but again, <laughs> <laughs> she's still more. Like, I mean, <laughs> yeah. If you follow her, like time, said, you know, she would take that check and cash it and be happy about it. She would be happy as hell about it. Yeah. 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 All right, y'all, we got five, we got five minutes left, so let's go ahead and wrap this, let's wrap this joint up. Yes, that was hot topic. Thanks, guys. Very good topic tonight. Very good yeah. topic. In my live, y'all are on it. Thank you. So much. <laughs> We learned that ain't nobody canceling their Netflix account. That's what that's what we know. That's what we did. Look, especially since you can't steal, if you can't steal, you can't steal cable. So now at least you got at least left folks have their Netflix now. Mm-hmm. Come on. Well, she cussed us with that Netflix, didn't she? She cussed at yes. us when she said. <laughs> That's all I got. She better chill. Right. Doing too much. The price. It would have been a perfect time to boycott. They just went up on the price and everything, and everybody was like, "Well, (laughs) gonna get my extra two dollars." Look, it's it's great. I mean, it's thirteen dollars as opposed to cable being a hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Like, come on. You won't pay to a, 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 a battle. Cable is ridiculous, man. Don't let you get yeah, what cable now. you got? We ain't got the satellites out of space. If your bill is one hundred and fifty thousand, you got one of the you got one of the starship joints. Your satellite, have, you got all the have, have Netflix, all the world. I have Netflix and chill. <laughs> nope, I have Netflix and chill. I just now uh-uh. you gotta find somebody for for, for when to chill with. So I just Netflix <laughs> and chill. <laughs> I got you. I got you, bro. Listen, I'm good. I'm good. 
I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm just kidding. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. We straight. We straight. All right. Um, all right. Yeah, let's go ahead and get your closing remarks. What you got? Um, I don't think we talked about the masquerade ball. The masquerade ball is going down on February 17th, so y'all get y'all tickets. Um, we have links going around. You can get with Miss Thais or Miss Latasha um, for tickets. Uh, hit any of us up. If you can't find the link, we'll be sharing it. Catch one of those links and get your tickets. Uh, it's a dress-up affair. It's dressy, right? Formal? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Come on, now. Let's see. Formal. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm talking about mask, good on Right. <laughs> get your mask at Party Galaxy yeah. or any of the costume stores. Um, but, yeah, y'all make sure y'all do that for the scoop. Um, what else you got coming up? Got to back to, uh, well, you're going to get to some of those, all right? Um, I think that's all. That's all I have. Y'all know what I, I want to see. Y'all have a good week and be productive. The rest of this week is I will see y'all next week or talk to y'all next week. Mm-hmm. I'm here for the ball. Get your tickets. Get your tickets. Come out and get cute with us. Come out and have fun. Laugh, dance, kick it. Contact Tyus and Latasha for your tickets. Come on out and party with us. I'll be there. Yep. Yep. You can either contact Taish or you can contact Tasha or you can go on the Eventbrite page and get them electronically. Um, so get your tickets. They're only a limited, a limited amount of tickets, so once they're gone, they are gone. Uh, D-, D. Chappelle is going to be DJing that night. Uh, we've got a, I believe we got a, a, a dance thing person coming mm-hmm. in, so mm-hmm. it's going to be hot. Uh, if you, uh, we just released yesterday our latest edition, not edition, but our latest articles for Nouveau Exposure. Uh, Kels is one of our, is our finance writer, and she did an awesome job along with the other contributors. So go to NouveauExposure.org and pick that up. And then if you haven't, um, tomorrow's The Word on Wednesday, Pastor Burns is going to be um, doing his show at 7 o'clock. Thank you, April. Thank you, Greg. You all are awesome. If you all don't follow them on social media, please do. Um Song tonight, Love Unconditional. Y'all get that joint. It's hot. Um, Q, Kev, I love y'all. I appreciate uh, everything you do. Cicely, I hope you feel better. Um, y'all have a good rest of your week. Um, oh, February Food Challenge. Be on the lookout for that. I'll put up a post so you guys can join me. Um, it's the Money Mentor Challenge for the month of February. Um, so I hope you guys are a part of that. Y'all have a good night, and I will see you all next week. Next week, you have a good show, too, so y'all don't want to miss that one, too. All right? I love y'all. Be blessed. And uh, thanks for tuning in to the loop. Good night. Let's go. Yay. Uh-huh. Yay. Yay. What we got right now for you is a Toe Jones. See the truth collaboration. It's okay to not care. Still need love. 
I remember feeling empty thinking what it was I needed to treat it the meaning to give me purpose Without that unconditional love, I just felt worthless On the surface looking good, but deeply I made a battle Made a choice to follow the streets and slaughter my feet just like the cattle Now I'm stressing, here's the lesson, it's a hard pill to swallow When you realize that ain't no love up in a bottle Ain't trying to sound like I'm preaching, but to the ones I'm reaching Love was meant for us all, if not, then why we seek it Feeling defeated and broken when it's gone Glad you pain in your heart and you're feeling so alone I've been there, that's why I'm speaking from experience Somebody loves you even deeper than you think it is I'm serious, the message you be curious Praying that you're hearing this The type of love I'm talking about is no not in the No, no, no Made my mistakes and no But all I want is love and I made mistakes. Thank my mama who prayed, God keep my baby safe. That's unconditional love, cause no, I didn't deserve it. I was breaking her heart and doing dirt on purpose. Until the night she cried, it changed how I felt inside. On 21st in Minnesota, from a G to a soldier, homies looking at me different. Saying I didn't change, but this ain't how I remember it. The rule of the game is stay alive and be there for your fam. You gotta go all out for yours, I hope you understand. You ain't gonna get it on your own, you need to make a plan. But it just won't work at all, leaving out that man You know what I'm saying Cause when I speak on, I know somebody weak on If they can't help you be strong, you gotta tell them be gone Get gone, get gone, they mean to say it twice Wanna say up in my life, you gotta love me like Christ That's unconditional That's unconditional Hope you really understand what that means Unconditional No, I'm not perfect, no. no. Made my mistakes, no. no. But all I want is love and goodness. 